All right. Here we go. Vitocha Lomar. There we are. Mm-hmm. Okay. Shedas Rabu Seinu Zal Ki Hashem Yisborach Hevi Es Zera Avram Begolus Mipnei Shelo Haya Avram Mishazik there was a lack of Amuna in Avram. He was not, uh, he had not strengthened himself enough yet in Amuna. Lekach, Hevi Hashem Yisborach, Zoro Begolus, Kedei Sheyiknu HaEmuna. To fix, so you should acquire this point and thus fix it, right? So the point is, right, we all understand the quote-unquote, you know, the, the, the punishments that Hashem punishes it's not a vengeful punishment, it's a vehicle for for correction, right? So if Avram Avinu, like we spoke out, he is the, that's the genetic material, or the stem cell, whatever analogy you want to use, so we're going to wait until we get to a level of a, you know, uh, once once it's a, the child is born, then you can try to do corrective measures to try to... Um, Fulfill whatever is lacking. V'yodua koach ma'isiv shehu osa le'ohavov v'gvurosov asher osa le'oivov v'yedu. Sorry, v'yedu, and that they should know v'yedu, and that they should know Hashem's full strength. Meaning, Muna. What's a lack of a Muna? A lack of a Muna is that a person doesn't really fully understand how much it is that Hashem runs the world, how much it is that Hashem does good things for those that love Him, and how strong He is to overpower His enemies, right? So the children of Avram Avinu are going to go into Mitzrayim, they're going to be enslaved, it's going to be very, very bad situations, very powerful taskmaster, right, Paro, and then Hashem is going to free us from there. And through that we're going to see and strengthen in, and, and, and get strength in our emuna, Right? That's the Mahalach. Kemosha also, Lumitzrim, Min HaMakos HaGdolos VeHanoros, like we saw actually happened, that Hashem hit the Egyptians with um, great and awesome Hits. And the good that he did for his beloved ones. Um, like, like the Pasuk implies. So why is so the Bozak itself says, for example, right, by Paro, he says, Why well, I've left him I've left Paro alive until now, right? By by Chris Yamsuk. So that you should all see and uh, you know, and uh, it should be should be more uh, popular. should be should be spread throughout the world, right? And what it is that I did with them, right? So you see that Hashem is saying that really the purpose for all these uh, 
for the whole situation and for, for the salvation from that situation is to reveal Hashem's greatness. Right? Why is that? Because the point is there was a lack of a muna on Avram Avinu's part. And uh, even though we discussed before the Avram Avinu was the called a tsur, he is the flintstone, uh, unshakable rock of Amuna, right? That, that the entire Yiddishkeit is based upon. So we're going to address that, right? When when the Ramban um, made a small thing of it, right? He, he the moral went on and on about how crucial this was. But you see clearly still as crucial as it was, and as great as Avram Avinu was in it. And uh, when Hashem said to him, you're going to have children, he, he, was, he believed it, and that was considered to him a great chesed, right? So that was, he did. But at some point, he fell short. And that is what we're going to discuss now, is what is it? Is it just, okay, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't as great as he could have been, Avram Avinu, right? Uh, and specifically in these three areas. Or is it going to be a lambdas of how it makes perfect sense that if you think about it, you understand that this is how it really needed to have been. And it's not necessarily that Avram did made a mistake. It's just that that was the situation. We're going to see. Hold tight. Okay. Is the implication is that whenever we talk about hate, these are all things that a person is always capable of overcoming? Are we ever so set that, up in situations where? So we're going to see right. So right now, I think we're we're going to see that that it was uh, it was uh, th- this was not the case, because uh, again, for example, number one, we don't necessarily I mean is there a criticism here of Avram? That's what we're asking. Is there a criticism of Avram? Did, did he fail in a situation where he should have succeeded, or is it merely a situation of um, no that this is kind of the, you know, this is how it needed to go? Right, so we're going to discuss that. Um, if if something is considered to someone a hate, meaning if someone's criticized for it, um, then then clearly that's a problem. Then, then clearly that's uh, you know he should have succeeded and he didn't. But with Avram Avinu, um, for example, in that same Brisbane Basarim, right? So. On the one hand, we get a decree of 400 years of slavery, right? On the other hand, right there, we are told that we're going to be, we're going to get the land of Israel, Hashem's going to save us, He's going to bring us the land of Israel, etc. So, is that... So, let's see. So, that's exactly what we, what we want to work on right now. Lefikach, Sava Rabbi Avahu. Therefore, Rabbi Avahu thought, Shinira Be'Avraham, must be, we, we see in Avram Avinu, he did not completely trust in Hashem. Sharei, Asa Angaria, Betamidechachamim. You see that he made a militia from Torah scholars. Velokham Limilchama, Miyiraso. And he took them with him to war from his fear, right? Again, he's going up against four major armies. And he's got 318 men. He took all of them, every single one, including the 10 who were um, older Torah scholars. Right? So, I don't know, he took them probably as a, uh, for uh, kitchen duty or something, right? Not necessarily 
were they the highest yielding soldiers, but okay, you, know, you gotta you gotta take everything you can get, he thought, right? If you were only taking the three hundred and eight who are fitting to wield a sword, and the hate, meaning uh, oh, well these guys are also sitting and learning, right? So maybe you shouldn't take anybody. And says no, that it makes sense. You're going to war, so you take the ones that you need. So that's not that's not a, that's not a lack of bitachon. Oh, you know, I'll just go myself and and uh, and Eliezer, my my slave, right? We'll just go to two of us and we'll fight against the four kings, right? No, you got to take you got to take everyone who is fit for war. Still joking. The the mukham between three hundred and some odd people and the four kings is a. Is a war of massive disproportion. Right. So, I mean, isn't that demonstrative of, of Abraham's Amuna? Anyway, he went to war even though he was vastly outnumbered. Bitachon, yes. Difference between Amuna and Bitachon. Sorry. Uh, Bitachon. Bitachon. He definitely it's, it's put it like this. He definitely had a much higher level of bitachon than you and I. Right. I think we can right. safely. I, 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 but but he, he's he's we were faulting him for the ten elderly Talmudic Hakamim should have been left behind to continue learning, and that would that, that would have been an even higher level of bitachon. Is that 308 versus 318? Are we using that just as an example? The ten, or the ten I'm making up. The the I don't, I don't have, I don't have a source for it. It was ten of them. But is it was it supposed to be one versus 318? Was it just supposed to be? A no, he's saying that he should have taken those who were fitting to go to go to war. Shane Somkamal Nais, you don't rely on a miracle. You try to take. You, <laughs> you do. <laughs> right. You're saying, you're saying even to take, I mean, even I mean, to take the 318 was a miracle. The whole discussion is ridiculous. I mean, I mean, he's going up against vastly outnumbered. So, so again, let's do it like this. Let's do, okay, you guys, you guys are, you guys are bringing up a good point. One second, let me just mark down. Seems like the Hanukha, but sorry, it seems like the Hanukha behind this is that at some point he would have hit the optimal level, but it sounds like he. From the start, from the get-go, he was doomed because he didn't have enough men to begin with. And so Michal Anais. Say again? It sounds like he was doomed from the get-go because he didn't have enough men, period. And so Michal Anais, he shouldn't have even fought the He war. shouldn't have gone. Yeah, yeah, I get it. That's the cash he asked. Right. right. Shouldn't go. Right. Okay. So, 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 maybe a side point. I don't so know. clearly we see that Avram Avinu understood that it was Ratz Hashem to go. That was, that was clear, meaning... Otherwise, not allowed to do it, not allowed to put yourself into second. And by the way, you see time and time again, you see Avram Avinu not taking the, uh, the Raya, let's say he goes to Egypt or he goes to Avimelech, etc., right? He doesn't come in there with his you know, soldiers and just you know, start you know, chopping off heads. He, you know, usually he went around pretty, pretty humble and submissive and uh, you know, hiding his wife and asking her to tell them that, right. that she's his sister. So... Uh, he, the fact that here he kind of like went to war, he understood this was this was a situation. It was a religious, it was a religious war. Um, the I don't remember. Did we see this together or not? That the, the, there's a midrash that says that that they took Lot because they thought that it was Avram. Lot looked like Avram Avinu, and they they took him 
thinking there was Avram Avinu, and the plan was they were going to basically parade him around and say, look, we've got Avram, right? Because uh, Nimrod was one of the four kings, right? And Nimrod is the one that had the big showdown with Avram Avinu by the Kivshan Aish, right? So the point was that Nimrod was, he was the one that was uh, actually involved in building the, the tower of, of, of Bavl, right? And trying to fight a war against Hashem. And Avram Avinu stood against him, right? Okay. So it was a matter of monotheism versus... Um, versus rebellion against Hashem, right? So if they're going to drag Lot around and demonstrate him all over the world, is going to cause a tremendous hell Hashem. And therefore it was justified. Therefore Avram Avinu understood that he is uh, he's supposed to go and fight uh, against them. Okay? So that's... Uh, means like that's one explanation I'm giving. You want another explanation? But whatever his explanation is, Avram Avinu, who was a Navi, knew that he needs to go and fight. Okay? Now, having said that, now here's the interesting part. Having said that, so he knows he has to go and fight. Now you got four major armies over there. So now he's saying, what's the difference? You're telling me, so, so you're anyway being so Mechalanais. Right. So once you're being so much Alanais, so then just go you and Eliezer. Right. Right. So for that, there's a, there's, there's a very harsh of Rabbeinu Bachi. Rabbeinu Bachi and Parshas Noach uh, talks about the teva that Noach built to store all the animals. It wasn't nearly big enough to store everything. Right. Right. And she says that's, uh, if you just like do some very, very basic math, right, uh, you're not going to, you know, I mean, if you look at the, what is it, the Brookfield Zoo, what is it called? The zoo here in Chicago? Lincoln Park. Isn't there another one? Okay, Lincoln Park Zoo, fine, whatever, right? So they don't even have probably half of the animals in the world, right? I don't even know how many animals they have, right? And what they do have could never possibly fit into into the table, right? Seven pairs of every kosher animal or you know, and, and one pair of every non-kosher animal uh, with all the food and all the place for excrement, uh, everything. It's, it wasn't wasn't shayach, b'chlal. So, so Rabbeinu Bachir says that, uh, that that's the way that Hashem wants us to operate. Is even a situation where clearly the efforts that we're going to put in cannot possibly um, yield the results that we need, then what Hashem wants... So why did Hashem have him build a table to begin with, right? Just, just, just have him make a large carpet, lay it down on the ground, right? All the animals will gather on the carpet, and the carpet will float. Right? If you're anyway going for a miracle, right? So he said, no. Our obligation is to go as far as we can to try to, you know, have it work, right? And the rest of it, Hashem will take care of. Now, the truth is, over there happens to be, it's a much deeper sugya, an absolutely incredible sugya, with what the table was and how it operated. So there, uh, a lot more to say in that. But on a, but but certainly, but over here, that uh, that, that does transpose very nicely. It's Rabbeinu Bachei, right? that um, you do everything that you're supposed to do, and then after that, Hashem will... But, but if you do less than that, then it's called you somech al-nais. You're not somech. You're doing everything you can. Now, you still need the nays to work. But if, if Hashem wants you to go and fight them, right? And you're doing everything you can, 
It's not cold that you're being so mechal on eggs. Couldn't have recruited more men. I'm sure if you could have recruited more men, then he would have, right? <laughs> but yeah. he, he did his best in, yeah, in, yeah. in that situation, right? But going, go, going further than that, it would have been gone, going too far oh. to also conscript oh. the... Right, so yeah. to conscript the, the Talmud Chachamim who were not really fit for war, that was not. That, that, was, already, that was already a lack of bitachon. Okay? So, Aval, Lagach, Talmud Chachamim, Mora, Shehaya, Yira. That shows us that he was afraid. He should have relied, he should have trusted in, in Hashem. To take those that is not fitting to take. His children were enslaved. He grabbed, he took under his, he conscripted Talmidei Chachamim, who he didn't really have a right to conscript. So his children were taken by Paro, even though he really didn't have the right to take them. Um, and what will happen down the line? His children will see the strength of Hashem when he will come and punish the Egyptians. Um, and through that, whatever lack of bitachon Avram Avinu had will be fixed. Right? They will see his gvura, and they will acquire a whole perfect belief. Okay. Next opinion, Vishmul Savar. Dein lo marshe hayavram chas v'sholom eno botayach bo yisborach shehu matzil es o havav shezerachok lo mar. Very Shmuel understood. It's hard to say that Avram Avinu did not believe that he would be saved in this war. Avalachet sheamar. B'ma'eda, rather, it was the fact that he sinned by saying B'ma'eda. Ve'ein zeh, miut, bitochon kolkach. That's a lower level of a lack of bitochon. To, to be saying, to say that Avram Avinu was going to war and he was afraid he's going to get killed by doing Ratzon Hashem, that would be a pretty substantial lack of bitochon. Whereas, to, just to say B'ma'eda, that's a lower level. Why? As we discussed before, right? That Eretz Yisrael was a gift. So, a gift, you don't have to get the gift. Very easy to not get the gift, right? The gift, uh, gift is something that Hashem could say, you know what, okay, uh, maybe, you're not, maybe you're not fit for this anymore. I was going to give it to you, but now I'm not going to anymore. Right, that's what we discussed back there. Was it uh, Perches or Perch Zion? About the difference between, first of all, he was saying about children, why that's such a big, or the Ramban asked, how can you say that, that when Avram Avinu believed, trusted in Hashem, that he would have children, 
Hashem considered it to him a chesed. Avraham Avinu was willing to be thrown into a Kivshan age, and he was saved from there. He saw that Hashem saved from a Kivshan age. So what do you, uh, so what now to have children? That's, uh, he's not going to be butayach by Hashem on that. So the Ramban answered, so the Maral answered, yeah, maybe, because actually a bigger uh, trusting that you, you have to change your mazel. It's not just a, uh, okay, that was a one-time little suspension of Teva, that's not a big deal, but with children, it's a much bigger deal, right? Ein Sham. And then, I believe he spoke it out already, right, that by the by, Eretz, by receiving Eretz Yisrael, it's an even, it's an even bigger um, chesed, whatever you want to call it, and, and, and therefore even more chances of potentially it not happening. Eretz Yisrael is a land of Kaddish, right? Uh, Eretz Yisrael is something that you don't have to get. Most people do have children. So, although it's a matana, but it's a matana that most people get, right? Mm-hmm. So, if, if Hashem told you he'll give it to you, so then he'll probably give it to you, yes, it's very, very likely, right? But to get the land of Israel is a major taste, why other people don't, other people didn't get, didn't get the uh, land of Israel, right? So, he spoke out how that is actually a bigger, uh, takes a bigger bitachon, to be certain you're going to get it because it's a matana, because it's not something that you kind of really ought to be getting, etc. Ukemoshin is by Lamala, like we've already explained, Lamala, Buperik Shilifneze, chapter 8. No, you remember, you remember that? Actually, do, yeah. Good. Okay, what's up? The, again, that, this is it. This is a high. We expect that he would be afraid or not afraid during war when he compares it Shmuel is saying that. That he would expect that he would not have been afraid during the war. That, that's already that level of bitachon is mistaber that Avram Vino had. It was probably something smaller than that. But him taking more people, it, he doesn't find issue with. But well, he's saying that it's not true. He he didn't take more people. Than he didn't take more people. He took he took all three eighteen and all three eighteen were, all were, were fit for war. So that's why, since this was such a, uh, to believe that he's going to get the land of Israel, that was such a difficult thing to be botechen, that's why he asked. Uh, how, how do I know, right? Aval, bitochon, lehatzil es ohavav, but to trust in Hashem that he will save his beloved in war, Ain't Safik Shayabotech, but that certainly the Avramina was trusting in Hashem. Lafikach Hayazaro Bugol, so now again, so but since he lacked Bitochon in the Hashem is gonna keep his promise of giving him the land, so therefore his children were sent into Gauls for four hundred years. The Kanu Hayamuna Shlema Diksiva Yaminu Bashem. So and again they saw Hashem says to you something, he keeps it. Hashem told Avram Avinu, you take his children out after 400 years, 400 years on the dot, he took them out. So Hashem tells you something, you can trust him. 
ורבי יוחנן סבר, דגם זה בראש המאמינים, אברהם אבינו, הוא זה ה-head of the, הוא זה ה-chief believer, even this, what Shmuel said, is uh, you can't say. שהוא אברהם, ששלוש, לא יתכן לומר, you can't say that. רק, so it can't be as big of a lack of bitochon as רבי אבהו, it cannot be as big of a lack of bitochon as שמול, it must be something even more um, refined, something more uh, microscopic than that. By the way, notice how beautiful it works with the words of the Gemara. You look back in the Gemara in the Dorum, right? The Gemara itself. It brings Rabbi Avahu, then brings Shmuel, and then brings Rabbi Yochanan. Does anyone have a problem with that Seder? Yeah, chronologically, Rabbi Yochan came first. No. Isn't Rabbi Yochan, I mean, I don't know, no way, Chazal, all that well, but isn't Rabbi Yochan considered to be the greater of all of them? Yeah, but even, but on top of it, just to make it simple, is that is the, he was, he was, uh, Rabbi Yochanan was, uh, uh, Rabbi Yochanan learned from Rabbi Chia, who was a Tana, right? Rabbi Yochanan was a first, first generation Amora, right? He still had smicha, he was still called Rabbi, right? Rabbi Avahu, that's much later, right? And so too, Shmuel was, Shmuel was also a, he was, Shmuel was, was also a contemporary of Rabbi Yochanan, a drop, uh, I think, younger and, and certainly less prominent, meaning you would expect to have Rabbi Yochanan come first. Rabbi Yochanan was much later, so, there, so it was out of order. As far as their chashivas? The chronological. Yeah. Right. So why is it being taught like that? So it's like a... a you know, kind of increasing levels of of refinement, right? Means is Rabbi Avau saw it, so it was this. Shmuel says no, 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 it wasn't that. It was something more refined than that. Rabbi Avau says no, 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 it wasn't that. It was something even more refined than that. That's you. You'll find that that this is uh, the the Meforshim, the Katmonim, when they when they when they when they see Gemorahs that say things out of order. Uh, you, know, you list. Uh, What's a great example? Another example by by the by the Malchios. No, uh, we have Rebbe. We have. Others bringing Makoros, bringing. I'm blanking exactly what the sugi is. It's Roshana Dika Sugi. So, so Rabbi brings from Tehillim because. So, the Ramak over there does the same thing. He, he explains why he taught it out of order because it, was, it had to do with. 
the seder of what they are saying, as opposed to their chronology or their hashibus, because otherwise it would be out of order. Okay, fine. Uh, so Rabbi Yochanan is saying that the hate, the lack of bitochon, must have been the fact that he wasn't did not accept the sodomites uh, into his ranks. This would have been a tremendous honor to Hashem. Shegerim boim lehisgayer, the people would have come to convert. Ulehamin bo and to believe in Him yisborach. Vehulosa and Avraham did not accept them. He did, he gave them back to Melech's dome, and we all know what happened after that with them. Vezeukimi shemis atzel. This is like someone who is uh, kind of uh, lazy, who is uh, not willing to take on a task, right? That the creatures should acquire belief in Hashem is Borach. And Avraham didn't make. He was a makpid to make sure to take care of these people. He he didn't make it his number one priority. Hashem is borach rotsa she ye shmo noda bekol olam. Hashem wanted that his name should be known in the entire world. Ve'yaminubol and that the humanity should believe in him. Ulefikach nishtabdu bonav argumeishan and therefore Avram Avinu's children were. Enslaved for 400 years. Vagak Yotsu be Nisim Viniflos Ad Shegerim Harbe Boyim Lehis Geyer Ulahaminbo. That through that, through the tremendous miracles that Hashem did, many Geyerim would come and flock to the religion. What? How, how did that work? Like the Pasek says, Vayishma Yisro. Vagomer. So, Yisro, well, Yisro back then was one man, but but uh, besides that, uh, you know, being, when uh, Rabbi Tuman works with people, right? So, uh, you know, if uh, people have heard about the miracles of Yisro Mitzrayim, that makes it kind of a lot easier to you know, say to the guy, uh, like, yeah, well, the Jews were clearly slaves in Egypt, right? And what, what happened after that? How did the entire nation manage to leave, right, and survive in the desert, etc.? The answer is, okay, I get it. I, you know, Hashem runs the world. Okay, I'm ready to take on all mitzvahs. Yeah? So. V'chein b'rachav azona, so too not just Yisro, but also Rachav. Or I, I'm, I'm not vowelizing her name correctly. Um, the the uh, harlot who welcomed in Yeshua. Um, that v'alze ne'amar, 
So, so she also, she said that the entire city is uh, basically terrified of you guys because everyone's heard what happened in Egypt, right? And, and she herself converted, right? And she not only did she was a Gioris, but she, um, Yeshua married her, right? Which is an incredible thing if you be misbelieving on that for a little while. Um, okay, so... <clears throat> And that's what the Pasuk in Shir Shirem says. Shemen Torak Shimcha Alkein Almus Ahavoch. So, uh, a oil, so your name is some sort of a delicious oil. Therefore, the nations, Ahavucha um, or something, that love you. Right, so the, the point is, Hashem wants that the nations should come to love and respect and appreciate Him, and Avram Avinu fell short in that regard by not accepting the Sodomites as his subjects. Do you have a reason not to do so? Have you ever seen a Sodomite before? Right. right. So They're some of the most despicable people in the world. Right. So they had like no interest in. So Avram had right. reason to push him away, and we're saying awful pekin. He shouldn't have done it. Right. Now again, you have to remember something. Avram Avinu is living pre-formation of the Jewish nation and before Matan Torah, meaning. Uh, the, back then, things were a lot more open, right? People could have potentially converted and, uh, you know, stuck with things, etc. There's, I mean, the overall message is still true, but the, uh, I, I don't know if you need to go find any sodomites and try to convert them to Yiddishkeit right now, right? That's not, that's no longer the, the Ratzon Hashem. But back then, that was, uh, that's what Hashem, that's what Avram Avinu was, that was his task. Now we still have to make a Kiddush Hashem in the world, obviously, right? But it's a different situation. Okay, let's let's stop here at Haray, and uh, we will. It's still, still the sugi keeps on going. It's it's a beautiful sugi.